So what does it mean that we all came together Saturday night in this moment of a heat crisis, a warming crisis, and got it done as a province? Well, joining us to discuss the behavior of us, of people, when we're facing stress and crisis, Dr. Ben Kuo, Professor and Director of Clinical Training at the University of Windsor, who has studied crisis and coping. Thanks so much for joining us today, Doctor. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So it's not as cold in Ontario as it was here. So as I was explaining, we had to, as a province, have an emergency alert Saturday night that told us, hey, hey, reduce your power or we're going to have a full-on crisis in this province. And we did it. What does that say about our human ability to pivot and deal with a crisis and come together as a community? Well, it's interesting that we we typically think about uh, the self, the individual, as I versus we. So we have, uh, you know, psychologists talk about self-concept. So there's actually two elements. We can see ourselves as independent, separate uh, from other people. So we talk about rights, uh, our, you know, special characteristics and, and our uniqueness, talents. But there's also part of us which is much more collectivistic or social element that we see also that uh, who, we are, who we are is part of our community or our organization, families, neighborhood, schools. So we really have two ways of looking at ourselves uh, in terms of I versus we. And I think when crisis uh, like this happened in Alberta, uh, I think it shows that the, the we part of identity, the, the collectivistic identity really uh, came out strong uh, in this crisis situation. And when we're looking at I versus we, is there a little bit of I in it? So when the emergency alert came out Saturday night, you can look at the graphs. Our power use immediately plummeted. So are we thinking about the mom next door that has little kids, the family across the street that knows that they live with their parents and so there's older people across the street? Or is there also some, I'm doing this for myself as well because I don't want to live and not have any power for the next four hours? Yeah, I just, that's a great question. I think it could be all of the above. Uh, there are certainly people thinking, well, if I... If I cut down my uh, uh, consumption right now, it's going to benefit me five hours, six hours, 12 hours down the road. Certainly, that's that's the case, and it's come to the I aspect. But there are also, I'm sure, uh, individual, and I believe will be a large number, who say, well, okay, so this is the emergency alert that is issued out for all Albertans. So if an individual receiving that message and see themselves as, as part of the, the we Albertans, then I think the motivation is different. The motivation is, yes, it's going to help me, but it's going to help a whole lot of other people uh, who are like me as part of the Albertans. So, again, from a psychological perspective, what is interesting is it depends on how we uh, define the issue and how that relates to our identity. It really impacted our decision-making process. We're talking to Dr. Ben Kuo from the University of Windsor right now, but the fact that we experienced a collective coping moment Saturday night when the emergency alert went off, and I'm wondering what your opinion is on the fact that we knew on Friday 
We were warned that it was going to be so cold. We needed to try and restrict our usage. But it wasn't until we got the alert on our phones and our televisions that we actually took action. So in these moments of crisis, do we need that moment to say, hey, now it's time to behave properly? Is that the way these crises work, that to come together, we have to have that pivotal moment, that alarm sounding to make us work and get in, get into action? Yeah, um, you know, I, uh, I think what happened Saturday really demonstrated that, that three pivotal uh, factors when people come together, when that collective identity uh, came alive, if you wish. And, and that we know that um, three conditions usually have to happen in order for people to uh, act collectively. Now, first of all, is the eminence. So the, the condition or the external uh, challenges, in this case, cold, extreme cold weather, uh, is eminent. It's coming, so there's no escaping. So that's first condition that needs to happen uh, for people to come together. Second condition is that people also respond to a situation where they think whatever is happening, in this case, cold weather, is going to impact everybody, So, uh, including the person receiving that in- information. So there's equal impact on everyone in addition to the eminence. And the third thing that needs to happen is that the individual needs to feel like I can do something about the situation. In this case, I can act, I might not be able to change the weather, but I can change my behavior to reduce uh, the, the uh, consumption of the energy that to help ease the situation. So the eminence that it will impact everybody, including me, and also that I can do something about it. These two things have to come together to make someone feel like I'm part of this group. I can do something about it. It's gonna happen then I will act on it. And where does the role of the dissident or the naysayer come into play? Because in every crisis, in every moment that you need a community to come together, there's going to be people who say, not me, I'm not turning my lights down, freedom. Or not me, why should I have to do it if I see the big office towers downtown not turning their lights on, what lights off? What role do they play in these moments of communities coming together in terms of a crisis or a moment where we have to band as a group? Yeah, I think, again, uh, as people, we are very diverse. And um, I, I imagine those people, naysayers, might have different reasons for uh, taking their stand, whatever they decided. It could be that, yeah, I'm, in that moment, I'm looking at my identity, the I piece that's more important than me being an opponent to help other people. It could also be skepticism that people might have in the past. Maybe they, they uh, distrust the authority, they distrust the public information. Um, so it, it's um, there. Are, uh, that's what's interesting about people is that we typically behave in a certain way, but there are always exceptions uh, under the circumstances. Well, thank you so very much, Dr. Ben Kuo from the University of Windsor for joining us today to talk about collective coping. What happened in Alberta Saturday night when there was a crisis and a little look into our behavior as a city, as a province, as a group of people when we really needed to come together and get some action done so that the grid was okay. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye.